0: Welcome to All Stars, everybody. I'm Sal. That's Josh. We're talking about everything under the sun, but of course, if you're not familiar, you should be by now. You gotta be reading Superman twice a month. It's an amazing series. You gotta pick up his copy of Rogues. I brought mine to New York Comic Con to get signed,
1: and it did. That's right. That was super weird that I signed your copy of the Rogues. <laughs> <laughs> How is that weird you're, you're like i don't know it's always it's always when i know the person i guess that's when fair. i'm like friends with the person and i say that there's a lot of people that come through the line that i'm i'm friends with and i get along with and stuff exactly. but i feel like there's that uh i feel like once i am texting with you about like silly stuff i feel like we've hit another level that's true <laughs> but I, but i am if also we're texting a... jokes to each other i feel yeah. like we've hit like another level of friendship that well, like. I'm not signing your book. What are you talking about? I need to sign no, your um, book. I yeah. I but uh, I, have,
0: have I ever told the story about when uh, it was the first New York Comic-Con? This is all we're talking about. New York Comic-Con, the first mm-hmm. New York mm-hmm. Comic-Con, my wife and uh, an old friend of mine are walking the floor and we are, we are neck deep in venture brothers. We love venture brothers so much. It's an amazing show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my wife brought me into it. She's the one who's like, "This show is amazing. This is hilarious. I'm the one who's like Johnny quest. No, thanks. And then I watched it. I'm like, Oh, uh, But we're walking the floor and I go, is that Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, like right over there at the wizard booth? And they're just and it's it's great because uh, Doc Hammer is like so. No, Jackson Public is like in his element and he's like looking at comic books and he's reading through wizard magazines. And uh, Doc Hammer is like dragged along like he's somebody's like, you know, date and he's just like oh my god so i uh my wife is like don't talk to them i don't want you to embarrass me in front of them and i'm like all right so i immediately walk over to them and i go hey um listen i love your show but my wife is such a big fan and she, and doc she loves your art and she follows you on what uh is still known today as deviant art which uh, is a art website there. you were dating this story in so many ways i know ways.
1: so many ways right so funny so, You're uh, like, I got Wizards, w- wizard, wizard, venture you- brothers, <laughs> venture brothers. Because yeah. if you just told Adventure venture brothers, this could have been like a year ago, right? But exactly, once you brought in yeah. wizard, I was like, okay, I know. What oh, 2006, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so uh, we're but um, we're talking about that, and uh, and and so Tiffany comes over and uh, you know, awkwardly, and Doc immediately chats her up. And they start talking about art because he's a big, like he's a big fan of paint. And my wife is a big art major. And so like they're, they're just going on. And so that now they can't go anywhere. And so now Jackson public is stuck with me. And he is <laughs> like, so do you like read comics or whatever? And I'm like, yeah. And my friend next to me goes, so is Jackson public like a fake name or is that like real? And he's like, it's my name, dude. And then like, we just look at each other for a little bit and, uh, and we ended up actually talking about something else, by the way, Jackson public is a pseudonym. So whatever, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> it's this horribly uncomfortable situation, but, uh, but made nice because like hammer and my wife are like really hitting off, which is, which sounds like it's going to turn into something else, but it doesn't. Uh, and, uh, they end up having this really genuine connection and then we're all talking for a minute and then uh, like well anyway you know there was a big announcement like hey the floor is gonna close we gotta go and they're like all right well that was a lot of fun because i went over there to get just an autograph i just had like i had a comic book board and like a, a marker and oh, i had yeah. it the whole time i just awkwardly like holding it but i'm like i'm trying not to bring it into conversation because i'm like oh no now we're having like real human interactions i can't make it weird yeah so they're like all right well that was fun i guess we should go and then i just go <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so <laughs> Oh, it's they, right there. Yeah, it's awesome. Best story. They, Best story. Yeah. They, they they signed it
0: uh Jackson Drew, a little uh Monarch, and I got a picture with the both of them. But like it they 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 did not they they the, the humor was not lost on them too. Like when I yeah. like awkwardly handed them a thing, I'm like, "Don't forget I'm a nerd at a Comic-Con and you're a comic book creator." <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> they got and, and you're going to sign this this backing board. For that's
0: a, that. That's me. Like I, I, like I saw. Like I saw so many uh, amazing people that I know personally whose phone numbers I have, which is the weirdest thing in the world. uh And by uh, so many, I mean I think I, I think it's two. I think it's you yeah. and I think it's like Chip. But like, I saw Chip and he was like, uh he was like, "What are you doing out here?" And I was like, oh, "I was going to get in your line, but I don't want to. I don't want to wait an hour again, like because I already did that last week." And he's like, "What are you going to get signed?" And I'm like, "Public domain." And he's like,
1: "Give it to me." <laughs> like yeah just fair. give it to me and uh well also you know, the funny know. thing was that you and i had breakfast on saturday you had, had breakfast the wait in line you could well, but i'm not breakfast. gonna bring well, that would be weirder, what's weirder, waiting on the line or bringing it to our breakfast i think it's weird bringing it to breakfast i think that that that
0: taints the breakfast i think breakfast is just you and me having breakfast keep it cool yeah that's true. line okay. is where that's supposed to happen you know yeah it'd be weird right, if i brought you funny. a burrito in line it'd be weird if i brought
1: the comic book to breakfast I think listen, I would have been fine with both. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> like bring, bring me a burrito, that would be totally fine. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't I mean... eat red meat, so preferably a, a chicken or a vegetable. Oh, no <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, makes man. me very limited. I uh but yeah, that is No cool. red meat. Oh man. Oh no. Oh listen, no, the, the red meat thing it kills me because um originally it was like for health reasons, but then I was like, you know, uh it was for health reasons at first, but I could cheat on it every once in a while, you know, because okay. it wasn't like, you know, it was mostly for like uh, cholesterol, you know, all the all the Absolutely. fun stuff with your heart when you get older. Yeah. So I was like, I'll, I'll cut out red meat. I can do that, but I would cheat on it, you know. I'd be like, I'd have a hamburger every once. In a while. But show you know, was conventions. So I was like, that's the rule. If I'm at a convention. Well. Well, yeah. All know. bets are off. You're just you're yeah. you're in the wild west. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of stuff. It'll be totally fine. Um. And then uh, a friend of mine, oh, I would have migraines really bad, just like awful, awful migraines. And so mm-hmm. a friend of mine was like, you should keep a food journal. And he was like, I used to get migraines in college really bad. And then he figured out it was something he was eating. It was it was shellfish. Anything it was shellfish would give him migraines. So that was the pattern. So he's like, keep a, keep a food journal. So I kept a food nice. journal for like a year. And then um, Nick Darrington came over here for pizza to the house, name dropping. Mm-hmm. He came here to the house, had pizza. <laughs> And uh, hung out in my office with me for a while, and we ate pepperoni pizza. with my wife and, and my kid at the time it was a long time ago was, there was one, now there's two, Only one. Yeah uh, yeah, that also dates my life sometimes. I'm like when I realized there was there was a time where there was one and now there's a time where there's two. But um, the next day it was a Monday. I had just like I was like laid out. It was just one of the worst migraines I ever had. and I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I go back through, I look through it and I'm like, it's got to be red meat. And so I went and I Googled, you know, does red meat cause migraines? And they're like, Yes. And then number one is pepperoni. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, You're you're kidding me, because that pepperoni. was one of my cheats.
0: Pepperoni's red meat? I had no idea. I just thought it was Well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's
1: processed. Well, it's, it's many things. <laughs> it's many things, but technically it's processed meat, you know. Yeah. Um uh back when I went to Vegas in the summer, when I went to Vegas for that week, um, we were at this like really really fancy sushi place. It was like the one of the most like fancy restaurants I've ever been to, and I'll tell you that story later. But yeah. It was <laughs> it was amazing. It was insanely expensive. I was kind of surprised when the check came. And so at one point he's like, "I know you don't eat red meat because it was one of those where like they make it, they craft the the meal for you, you know? Yes, so yes. they ask you a bunch of questions beforehand. He's like, "I know you don't like red meat, but we have this one thing." And it's wagyu beef. It's like the best wagyu beef. This whole mm-hmm. thing. Would you be willing to try that? And I was like, yes, I'll try it. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Who knows what happens? Right. Tomorrow. But that's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. always like the next day. It's like it's like you know, rolling the dice. Yeah. The next day. So I had it, and it was delicious. It was it was delicious, and I had no headache the next day, and I was like. Oh, so you're basically telling me that my brain is expensive. It's basically <laughs> just like, we're only going to take the really fancy expensive stuff. Exactly. But, That's good. Uh, well, sticking with, uh, with New York Comic Con. Yeah, New York Comic Con this year was wild, dude. I feel like every minute of my day was spoken for. It was like Easily. from 8 a.m. until whenever we called it quits in the night. I remember at one point, um, and also what's rough is, is that I'm on, my brain is still operating on West Coast time and we're on the East Coast. And so like... So even when you and I are having breakfast, when you are meeting, my brain is like, what in are you doing? Morning. It's five in the morning. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? At one point, uh, James and I were walking the street together on Friday night and we're walking on the street and we're just bullshitting. We're talking and James is like, man, it's late. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Five at midnight. No. <laughs> like, no, it's three. It was like it was two forty seven in the morning. And oh. I was like, oh, my God. And then he and I talking to like three thirty. And then I was like, dude, I got to go. I like, got to get up in five hours. Well, this is what I was, this is, this is the night before I saw you. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta get get to the room. I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah. Um, But that was actually one of the more fun things about this because San Diego, I think I had like work to do during the show last year's New York. I had so much work to do that every day I was leaving the show and I was going to my room to write. And then I left Saturday afternoon. Like we did the Superman panel where we announced Superman and I literally left that panel, left the panel. Went outside, caught an Uber, went to the airport and flew home. Like, like, it was, that. like, a fluid motion. Yeah. And so this year I was, like, okay, I'm not leaving until Sunday morning. I have no work to do at night. Technically, there's always work to be done. I'm sure. doing way too much. So there's always something to be done. Mm-hmm. But it was in a position where it was, like, oh, I'm not going to get any work in my room. So, actually, each night I was able to go out and do stuff, you know. So, it's, like each night I was able to go do something and like be with artists and writers and editors. And it was, that was one of the, the best highlights of it. It was just doing, was doing that. And then, you know, we announced um, the house of Brainiac, like Superman action crossover we're going to do uh, next year uh, yeah. for three months. That's going to be really fun. Rafa Sadoval's is drawing all of it. And it is, it is insane. Awesome. There's a part where, um, I said this on the panel where it's like, there's a part where a bunch of Lobos, come they run they rain down on metropolis from above like they just yeah. they can't fly so they're literally no. just jumping out of spaceships and they're landing in metropolis yeah and um I remember writing the script and giving it to Rafa and just being like there are different ways to do this page right and I'm like there's a way to do this you you, you can kind of cheat it a little bit like still make it big and impressive but kind of cheat it a little bit and Rafa was like nah i ain't doing that and so he drew this like bonkers thing. It's like, it, it's so crazy detailed. It's insane. And he, um, dude, it was, it's bonkers. We were at dinner one night and we were talking about it. And I basically was apologizing to him, <laughs> but at the same time I was like, Rafa, I gave you an out. There was like an easy version of this and you had to do the hard way. Yeah. And then, um, he went and, um, here, I'm gonna send a text to you right now. Oh, sweet. He, uh, Dan Mora was sitting there and then Dan Mora looked at it. Dan Mora was like, you're a crazy person. (laughs) Like, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was, we announced that and that was really, really fun. Um, it's funny the night before we were talking about the whole, um, we're doing a Superman Western story. Okay. And we had been planning this from the beginning. It was this whole thing. And DC, for some reason, they were like, oh, we're not going to show that on the panel. They had, like, decided the morning of. And then I showed them the art, and they were like, oh, maybe we should show this on the Chew panel. it up, yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up doing it last, which was really funny. It was supposed to be early. Yeah. But I was like, yo, I think we're going to be excited about Superman in a Western. I just feel it. Like, I can feel this. Yeah. And Jamal did this amazing cover. And so then we did it last, and I had this whole, like, so what was funny is I didn't know we were going to do it. They actually texted me while I was on the panel. So I'm in the panel. We're talking and I get a text of like, hey, we're showing the Western cover last. And I was like, oh, OK. So then uh, we get to the end and I'm like, oh, you know, with Superman, we've had this whole plan of like, we want to show all the different genres. We want to put Superman in all the different genres. So we're like, oh, you know, horror, action, romance. And then I was like, and so we're going to do Western. And we put the cover up and do that audience lost its goddamn mind. And it was nice. It was a nice moment of like, I did it. Yeah. Everybody's happy. I was right.
0: Right. And it's nice to get that validation. Like, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there and you're making these choices and you know, it's cool to you. And th- so that's going to be really satisfying uh, creatively. But you also got to convince like people who make decisions that it's going to yeah. be awesome to other people besides yourself. Because like, you know, obviously you're going to be excited. But what about, you know, everybody? Yeah, that's watching? one of
1: the hardest parts of this job sometimes. You should look. I just sent it to you. Look at I'm that looking
0: that at it right now. Part. Oh, my God. No. It's
1: bonkers. Right? Why would he choose that angle? There's no. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like it's beautiful. And it's yeah. insane. And it's awesome. But at the same time, you're just like, Rafa, what are you doing to yourself? Why would you do this? With this?
0: Yeah, this is awesome. Po- folks, when you get this, what issue will this be, do you think? Uh,
1: uh, it's Action 1064. Action 1064. It's the first 64. part of the House of Brainiac crossover. Folks, yeah. you're going to have
0: to, like, make sure to spend an extra couple minutes looking at this page because it's sick i can't put it in the episode i'm just i just have to no look, you, can't. Have to you can't look you can't at it, the episode, episode, it. But we
1: can talk about it yeah. um it's insane right yeah it's yeah that is uh a nuttiness but you know that is one of the hardest parts of the job is that like and i think this is the, the pit that some creators fall into and executives have fallen into and i think it's one of the constant conflicts is that like just because i love it doesn't mean anybody else does yeah you know i i talk about uh um, bloodlines a lot <laughs> I loved when I was a kid. People, they're, ooh, that's like a joke to them. They really hate it or they don't yeah. like it or whatever. And so I have to keep in mind there are characters that I love and I think are a big deal. You know, that's been one of the, the things about like every time we end an issue and like we do a big reveal or whatever of a new character or a character returning. Yeah. I have to put mind like... Now, if I got to this page, I might be super excited. I might be like, To think yes. about who's going to the comic shops and buying now. Uh, would yeah, they be- exactly. They might be like, one is, who is this? Yeah. You know, like one of them, and I'm not, I don't think I'm talking on a term with this because I, I think, you know, it's one of my favorite events and it really worked, but it was definitely a moment, was when there was a, there was a guy who would come to the comic book store I worked at um, in the early, like mid-2000s, and he would come in. I might have told you a story before, but he, he would come in um, every week. He was like a Wednesday warrior, but he was a Marvel person. Okay. And when the hype around uh, countdowns of, to Infinite Crisis, or oh. so the original one, the original one, the original. Okay, one, all right. Right, the Blue Beetle one, not the not the Countdown to uh, Final Crisis, Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Okay. sorry, yeah, not Final Crisis, Infinite Crisis. There was a special where Blue Beetle died. Yes, that was a good one. That was yeah. so much, and it was a dollar. Like, people yeah. forget it was a dollar for, like, an 80-page book, right. you know? And that book, it's it's a really good comic book. And the hype around was so strong that we were just, like, hand-slinked every single person that came in. And so he was like, all right, I'm, I'm in. I'm doing it. And so he read it. He was like, I loved it. I understood what was going on. It was emotional. He's like, I'm in. I'm on everything. And so he bought everything. He bought all the minis leading into Infinite Crisis. That's he awesome. bought everything, right? Yeah. He was asking us questions about stuff, like, all of it. And so when Infinite Crisis number one came out, I sat there and I read it that morning. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. And I, you know, I obviously love events at DC and I read them and I know probably too much about them. (laughs) I have like maybe a couple blind spots here or there, but I was like, I love events. So when I got to that ending, I was like, yes. He came in, he bought the comic, and he left the comic store. And then he came back in, like, two or three hours later. And he <laughs> walks in, and he opens the last page. He's like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? And I was like, oh, that's Superman. And that's Lois Lane. That's Alexander Luther. And that's Superboy Prime. And I had to, like, explain the whole He's thing sl- to him. And, uh, you know, and that's not a knock on that comic, because I still think that's one of the best events DC's ever done. It's one of the most coordinated, most... I, I, I'm jealous sometimes of how much that event worked coalesced yeah yeah it really it really worked you know um and when you go back and you look at that moment you're just like oh yeah this was the most hype i think dc's had in my outside of the 90s like when you're talking about like death of superman nightfall which that stuff was crazy absolutely But i think in that period of time it was like that was going on. And we also had like all the stuff that was going on with Avengers at the same time, like civil war was happening. I think so. Civil war had already happened at that point. Right. It was just that, that moment, like those things were just working really well. Um, Yeah. But so that's something I have to keep in mind a lot when I'm working on this stuff of like, I have to make sure what I think, you know, is exciting might not be exciting for everybody else (laughs) you know you should always find follow your heart but at the same time you know you're trying to appeal to a wider audience and that's something you want to talk about a bit where it's like i think one of the things i've kind of come to this conclusion of is that like there is no such you can't judge good or bad with comics anymore it just doesn't connect does it engage and connect with a wide enough audience that's buying it 100 percent. you know you look at um it's funny, you know, this last weekend, I haven't seen it, but you know, Five Nights at Freddy's came out. Yes. And last week, you know, it's getting just trash. Just hammered. Just and, and I saw this one review and it was like, only fans of this are going to like this. <laughs> Who the hell is it know, made for? I mean, like, it is a yeah, movie. So okay, it's like it costs like hundreds of millions of dollars,
0: but like, yeah, what's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. And then, of course, you see the disproportionate scores like the critics are all right. like what even is this and then the audience is like finally <laughs> you know yeah and the audience is like
1: you know going to the theater and you know they obviously made a lot of money this last weekend and i think yeah. that's the stuff that i try to like it's one of the more i don't want to use the word mature but it is one of the most difficult parts of being a creator is that moment where you have to say i'm taking a step back and like so you have to separate yourself out and i actually don't exactly. think you know dan um had this sign I don't think he had it anymore. He used to have it. I don't think he had it um, when they made the move to Burbank. Mm-hmm. But he had a sign that basically—I don't remember the exact wording—but it basically said, "You have to kind of leave the fan at the door. Mm. You have to come in as a professional. Leave the fan at the door." And at the time, I was always like, "I don't know if I agree with that or not," because I'm such a fan of these characters and a fan of this stuff. Well, you wouldn't but do it you if you didn't writing. love it, but yeah you started recognizing some of the challenges of like, are you too precious about it? You know, are you too, you know, uh, too married to you have to, I can imagine being like, I've
0: built to this moment in my fans heart for like 20 years. And I've only been working as a professional for like three or four. mm -hmm. And it's like the, the, the hype that you've built for yourself to do something or to execute Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. moment that you've been waiting to see in a comic book for 20 years. Yeah. It, it doesn't translate necessarily. You have
1: to be like, you know, diplomatic about it. You have to consider. No, Yeah, you might, you know, yeah, like it, it it's an interesting challenge because I do think with being a fan comes a certain level of respect for those characters and understanding you have to like take care of them. Right. But if you're too much of a fan, that means you're unwilling to put them into real danger. It and it means you're unwilling to create real stakes and real drama. And you have to recognize that you have to tell a story over a year, potentially years that, that means putting your character through hell. And I that's real hard. Yeah. It's real hard. And what's sad is that what history has shown us consistently is that if you put them through hell, it equals sales. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it's difficult. And I understand that. Like there are times, you know, where you know, we've put some of the characters into some difficult situations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get yelled at, but then it sells are insane, and you're like, well. Okay. Yeah, right. Like, um, who,
0: who do I listen to at that point? We we've we were talking uh, about the fact that uh, you know there's so many people who uh, have a very strong opinion about uh, a married Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. Uh, how the current run of Spider-Man is Marvel's top performer every single yeah, it sells every month. month. Yep. We, it's, it's yeah. It's except arguably for, the highest
1: selling comic in comics right
0: now. Exactly. Although I will say I'm proud to say Predator versus Wolverine was the number one book at Marvel for the That's first right. issue
1: yes but that's that's still fan servicey stuff like that's still like but you know that's all i want i, I want like, sometimes well predator sometimes versus wolverine comes. it
0: better be just predator versus wolverine for four issues yeah, so oh, nice yeah you want you
1: want to see them fight I, I think this is the thing you have to like there is a balance i was talking about this with uh through skybound there's like an upcoming scene i probably should talk about this there's just <laughs> stuff coming that we're like you have to look at wrestling rules yes right where it's like you got to make sure you you put people over You're on burying them.
0: Mm-hmm. People
1: can still lose and not get buried. Yeah. You know, you have to like, you got to get some drama. That was and gotta, like making. It... For 30 years, it was Spider-Man. I mean, for 50
0: years, it was Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man mm-hmm. to a T. It's like he can lose, but he doesn't have to be like dragged through the mud. You know, like, Well, that's
1: the rule, though, right? The rule is is and, and, and Tom Brevor said this in the back of the uh, brand new day hardcover. He talks yeah. about this where he says he's like, the rule is. And I'm not sure if we call this a rule. Maybe I'm, I'm curious if he would call it a rule, but this is sort of the thing they approach it sometimes is that like Spider-Man wins, Peter Parker loses. Yeah. Peter Parker wins, Spider-Man loses. And like right. that's sort of the dynamic where it's like, he's constantly making some kind of sacrifice. Yes. He's like, well, I'm going to save the world, but I'm going to piss off Mary Jane. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to save Mary Jane, but like something bad might happen over here. And, and so yeah. much of that is like the great power, you know, counter responsibility stuff. And it's like, yeah he's constantly making sacrifices because of his guilt and because he generally wants to help people. Yeah. Um, But that means you're putting him through hell constantly. And I, and I think that's true of all of the characters, like, you know, well, Daredevil, certainly, uh, you know, it's the reason why soap operas are on every day and they go on forever and wacky stuff happens and weird things happen to them. Every once in a while though, it is interesting, right? Because you'll have like in soap operas where like two characters get married in a soap opera and all of a sudden the ratings are crazy. Yeah. So it's like this weird this weird balance of like, you know, trying to find those things and sometimes giving them the happy thing isn't always I don't know, it's it's it is can be a little unpredictable at times, but yeah. it all depends upon I think the balance. And then as a company you kind of have to walk that balance yeah. with between different books, you know, because you don't want it to be the challenge is you don't want them to get burnt out. Like, this is the thing about wrestling, right? So with wrestling rules, there's there's a thing they talk about where it's like you can't be such a heel that people turn off. Exactly. Right. You have to you have to kind of walk um, that line a little bit. But, yeah, so we announced the Western stuff for Superman. We announced the uh, House of Brainiac stuff, which is really exciting. You know, it's just yep. for three months. We're just doing the crossover for three months. But it's really like a buildup of all these story pieces from Superman action over the last year. Uh, involving Brainiac and the Lobos, the Bottle City of Lobos that he's had. And, which I which really... We, we
0: talked a little bit about the Bottle City of the Lobo, I think off mic. And I was yeah. like, what a solid... What a, what a, what a solid idea. Thank and I you. knew. And once it came out, I looked online. I had to see the scuttlebutt. And <laughs> like, initially the response was like... Because I, I, there are certain subreddits that are very... Like, something new comes out and they're like, well, uh, here's another you know, crap fest. Here's another mistake. Oh, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. With personally yeah. Lobo, like the first reactions were things like, Yeah, I guess that's kind of an awesome idea. Like
1: <laughs> this, Well grudging. like of at every
0: I kinda of love it. I kind of actually love it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. You love the idea. Yeah, that, like, well that's the thing was... is that, you know, that
1: there is that impulse that people have of like they always hate stuff immediately. That's just yeah. that's just part of the game. That just, you know Yeah. It's honestly it's sometimes kind of fun. I'm not as like hardcore about it as like Daniel can be with Transformer stuff where Daniel literally at the panel was like he was like, "Bring it, bring it, bring your unhappiness." I drink your tears. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ooh, "Dude, he's really going heal?" Awesome. Well, he's very I like, "Who's?" The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really was, dude. He's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, with each character in this lobo or in the Superman mythology, not the Lobo mythology, <laughs> Super mythology. Don't get me wrong; I have a lot of thoughts on logo. But when it comes to the mythology of Superman, I'm just trying to take each character and do something new with them, like. <sighs> Just something new, just move, move them a little bit, not crazy, right. just move them a little bit because I don't want to look backwards. A lot of my books, I've looked backwards a lot, and it's like even with, um, even with like Green Arrow, Green Arrow is heavy in looking backwards. Um, so with the books, you know, it's funny, like with Batman and Robin this morning, I was working on something, an artist asked for a ref for something, and I was like. Okay, when did this, I'm referencing something from two years ago. Okay, that's not so bad. Like, that's still, yeah. like, I feel like that's a good it's still window. in the rear view. Like, it's still not, like, yeah, it's not all that. Yeah, but then there are times where I'm, like, doing research on books that are, like, 20 years old to make a scene work. And don't get me wrong, I will always do that. That's who I am as a writer. Yeah, But I do recognize that's, that was part of Superman, where it's yeah. like, I got to just move it, like, forward. It has to be constantly forward, not yes. always looking backwards. And so with each of these characters, it was like, okay, what's that thing? What's that thing? Right. And with Lobo, I went on this whole path about how, you know, aside from Crush, aside from yes. Crush, and, you know, his, like, teacher was alive at one point, and he killed her and stuff. But oh, I was like, he's the last son of his world. And I, I was really thinking about that. It's really interesting. He's the last son. His world was destroyed. And then mm. I was like, wait a minute. His world was destroyed? Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> That's what I was like. I know that his world wasn't technically destroyed, but you know, like, you know, all the stuff that Lobo Lobo killed everybody. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, that's really interesting. You know, it's like, I could see a thing where Brainiac went there and, and got a city. Yeah. But it was a city with no knowledge, basically. Like, that's the thing. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, he's city? like, Oh, well, you're not going to win them all. Like, it's not, I'm not going to learn anything from all these fucking places. You know? But it was a city of like violence. And I think mm-hmm. he was curious about that piece of it. Well, we do explore this in the event of like how this happened and why it happened. Right. And how this whole time, uh, Branac has had a bottle city of Zarnia and he's just now using it. Um, that. like he's, he's learning and he's changing tactics. And we get into that. Like, there's a scene, um, Early on in the event where Superman... I mean, I shouldn't even call it an event. It's a crossover. Yeah. Uh, but in the crossover where he says, Superman is like, this is all so unlike Brainiac. And Brainiac is like, indeed. You know, and he's, like, <laughs> he's changing tactics and stuff. But yeah, it's been... Working on that book is really fun. And I do feel like that is, you know, that'll be the one-year mark, which is also is weird. I feel like I've worked out Superman for years at this point. But yeah. it'll be the, the one-year mark. And then we'll move into new stories <laughs> after that. That'll be... Wow. Uh, really fun to do with the book. But that's our you know, that's the end of the first year is that crossover story that that's focuses so cool. on Superman, Brainiac Lobo, and it has you know has Supergirl and it has Khan in it, it has everybody. Like it's yeah. uh there'll be some there'll be some surprising moments, I think, in it. I'm 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 really excited no about doubt. it. Um so last time I was on here we talked about um I asked a question and I said to people, people watching, I was like, "Okay, if I were to ever do a Marvel book, what would you want me to do?" Yes. And uh, we put it into the comments. Said so we'll ask, and we do that again with with the end of this one, we'll ask a question. Um, but uh, I'm gonna read them, yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna evaluate them. <laughs> we're gonna evaluate uh, that I'm reaction. I'm doing them in order of. Uh, I'm them in order of of, um, like likes. No, no, no. I'm doing the um, order of uh, time. Like oh. Newest to oldest. Okay, cool. Uh, we can do likes if you want. Uh, oh, no. It's, yeah. I'm mostly going to look at the ones that are about uh, me. Yes, uh, not the ones that are just about other stuff. Um, yeah,
0: I did. Right, I so also this, uh, I should throw I, I threw this to the community tab as well. So I have a couple of comments there, too. If OK, you yeah, we can those look at that, well.
1: too. Yeah, well, let's go through these and then we'll uh, this one's. This one is directly just like who should Joshua Williamson write? at. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at that one, too. I'm going to yeah. look at the, the comments that were in the video first here. Um, yeah. This person says uh, it's good to know that Joshua Williamson not only reads his own books from time to time, he also reads other people's stuff. Uh, like before, like reading before writing a Flash runner. A movie. Yeah, I read everything. Yeah, right? Isn't that <laughs> there's nice? There's a scene in a. There's a scene coming up in. I'm I reading a lot of comics in general, but I read a lot of um, DC books to keep things connected and in line. There's a, there's a scene of in Green Arrow coming up um, where I turned it in, and then I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be one of those issues that has to get read by everybody." And I was like, "Oh, you know." should I notify them? And so I was talking to another editor and I was like, Hey, I want you to know there's a scene in this issue that connects to X, Y, Z. And they were like, Oh no, no, no. We, we actually all read it already. And we're like, thank you for doing that. Like, thank you for including all this stuff and making it. So it actually reflected what was happening in the book. Cool. Um, used to love Sigma six B2. I had toys from that cartoon. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I had toys from it. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Dan Moore on a Thundercats book. <laughs> That's not a Marvel book. <laughs> that's not a Marvel book. It's a Dynamite comic right? Yeah, I would Man, read that uh, book though.
0: No. What's that? I would read that
1: book. That'd be one good. That'd, that'd be really funny. Fun uh, Declan, um, Declan actually is doing a book on that right now at Dynamite. I think that's oh. right. Um, that's announced. So I'm not saying anything. Okay, not. good. I was like, oh. Um, I'm I'll check. throw you one better though. I would for a really long time, and I actually wrote a pitch for it. I really wanted to write Silverhawks. So technically the same oh. universe. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that the company that does the the cell, I think, is what they're called. They make mm-hmm. toys and stuff. They have the rights for it. I think. yes, yeah. I, think um, right. I never pulled the trigger on the Super Seven toys because they're so expensive. Yeah. Uh, this person said, uh, "Josh, the first writer to give me a Superman on the reg. Awesome. See how it works. Yeah. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. I'm just burning through these. Yes, I love '90s comics. Uh, my dear Cobra Commander. Yeah, I probably said that because I do love him. Um, I love Tom Riley's Art in the Thing Mini series. Yeah, that was dope. It was real good. Uh, actually, it was funny. I'm not sure if I said this last time. When Tom and I, did I tell you this? When Tom and I were talking on the phone before he did that mini and he was like, I got offered a Thing Mini series. I'm going to go do that. I was like, oh, that's cool. I love John Carpenter. Like, I had no, <laughs> you didn't think never about it. He was talking about Fantastic Four until later. That's nice um idea. and here we go an ff book by josh would be so sweet or be sweet yes so that was what you said that's what i said i was like that oh, was what josh, you said dude, i i do have a pitch for them in my head i have an idea for that okay in my head. it's an idea. an idea yet. it hasn't really fleshed out yet but yeah um and this one i love is i can totally see josh Williamson doing a bloodlines 2 at dc in the future listen if you ever see me doing bloodlines 2 that means i'm leaving because <laughs> it's the last thing. It's your mic drop. That's like I did it. I'm done. I'm yeah. Out. Can
0: is there any way, like to to whom must we talk to at least get the omnibus? Because yeah, I've been dude, listen. I've 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 tried. I've, I've been tried. pushing this forever. I'm like Eclipse. the darkness unleashed. Armageddon 2001. And dude, and bloodlines. I, like I ask
1: and I don't. Like, well, we don't have that, but all those uh, annuals that they did. The manuals, were like, yes, that's what I'm saying, man. Here's like, an El- Elseworld annuals Oh, you yes. know, here's here's annuals that are just all the Western pulp ones, like the Western ones they did, they did the pulp ones. Like, I would love to do all all of that. I wish. You know how hard it is those. to
0: read Bloodlines today, like especially if you use the app. You got to. There's no rhyme or reason. Oh no, the finding place, all. and they're not all on there. They're no. not all on
1: there. That's right. That's right. Um. Yeah, so I another, have them. Fantastic Four. Uh. Yeah, I have it. Um. Oh, Iron Man. I have an idea for Iron Man. Oh, I'd read it. I have like one. a whole. I have a whole thing on Iron Man um, in my head. Uh, yes. Actually, it's in a notebook too. I have like a whole Iron oh, Man idea. You're like ready, yeah. Oh, I have like a whole, like I know how it opens and everything. That's what my brain thinks, I think, of first issues. It drives my editors crazy sometimes because they're like, can you write an outline? I'm like, I have to write the first issue first. <laughs> no, like, damn I can't do them at the same time. Because mm-hmm. as you're writing the first issue, you start seeing the pieces that you need and then you do the outline and then you go back and make changes to the first gotcha. issue. But okay it starts making you realize like what pieces need to go where and really where your head is with it. You know? Um, uh, Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. I have an idea for Amazing Spider-Man. I I've thought about this a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. West Coast Avengers. West Coast Avengers is a blind spot for me. I only, it's one of my Marvel blind spots. Um, I've read a a lot of it and I actually read it in the later issues more so uh, the early ones, but that one is always a, a, a blind spot to me. Uh, Superman is the best book out right now and Josh is totally killing it. I agree. Hey. Thank you. Goes on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I love how everybody is like, you are the perfect interviewer. You are. You should do like oh, a yeah. book or something. I think you could I'm... totally do like a, a, what do you call it? A, a spoken word. That's
0: thing. what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about yeah. doing that. I, I uh, Actually, it's funny. I was going through old like uh, interviews and I realized there were like 20 of us. Like there were more. I was like, oh, we, Josh and I, before the show, we had oh, done yeah. like, I was like oh we did like four or five episodes there were like we 13 i was like yeah, what? oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was like this will be easy be this will be and it me. is yeah no but it was, um yeah. this is
1: really funny i love this one it was like uh i personally he came back to marvel i would love to see him rise spider-man 2099 uh and then there's a comment and they're like as long as he either reads what steve Orlando has been doing with Gal, or he doesn't interfere with his yearly july with the mini series i would love that Uh, Steve Orlando has so much love for the entire Twenty Ninety Nine imprint that I have a hard time seeing when I'll top what he's done in two years in a row. Listen, I love Steve, and I am incredibly jealous that he does that stuff every year. So I do read it. Um, He and I have texted about it. Um, He knows we both have a shared love of 2099 stuff. And I will admit, I think his, his like, overall love of it might be deeper than mine. I actually haven't asked him this. I'm like, but did you read all of it? Because once it got to the point, I'm like... Did you read when it became Legion of Superheroes? Did you read when Mikel Hammer became Thor? (laughs) Like, yeah, like that stuff I'm curious about. All that stuff got erased, you know, like that stuff never happened. Um, You know, I think that Exiles as a book was really good. And then once they added Miguel to it, just just for me, it was like, yes, hell yeah. Like, yes, I was so I was like, yes, this is the smartest thing they could do is to grab. Yeah, uh, put a Spider-Man on the
0: book, especially that one. Yeah, no, that's such a great idea.
1: Um, let's see here. I'm trying to find more. Marvel I saw one that was, out. uh, I want Josh as
0: Spider-Man 2009." 2099. His love for the characters needed for that character. Like dance live with Peter Parker.
1: Just maybe don't overstay the tenure. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I would ever stay on any book that long. I was actually thinking about this the other day about how, like, I was on the Flash for so long and it's funny. Like, I don't really have, I have, I've done a lot of books at DC. I don't have really long runs on anything other than yeah. that because I bounced around a lot. Um, you know, the reason why Flash worked in that moment was because it was double shit. And I was kind of, like, built for Double Chip, I think. But that was, like, mm-hmm. my full-time job for, like, five years. Yeah. And so it was hard to bounce around other projects. Um. Yeah, me doing Spider-Man was really fun. Uh, Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character, which you and I have talked about. Yeah. Um, Daredevil is tough. Somebody had, I would love to see Josh made the Daredevil. Listen, after Chip, I don't know. I mean, I read Saladin's first issue. I don't think the second issue has come out yet. I read Saladin's first it's issue, out. and I really like the pitch for it. I, yeah. I like the, I'm gonna get into spoilers here. I, I like the idea of Daredevil's Exorcist. I'm yes. like, all right, good job, good yeah. idea. Um, but that's also what's kind of frustrating because you're like, you look at what Chip did and Chip's run is up there, right? It's like one of the definitive runs and you look at what Mark Way did and it's just like, oh my God, Brubaker, Bendis. You have all of these amazing runs for it. Yeah. Coming off a of Chip, like for Saladin, it must've been crazy pressure. I don't know Sound Saladin at all, We have never remember before, but I'm like, it must be crazy pressure. And then for Saladin to come in and be like, he's an exorcist. I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, that's a I cool think, idea. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would I would love to write Daredevil. But that's one thing that's funny. So so here's the thing. I, I think what this sometimes when it comes to characters you love, and this goes back to the thing that you were talking about before, just because you love a character doesn't mean you should write it. Yes. You, you know, you might be too close. You might just not have the idea for it, you know? And so I think about that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I love this character a lot. And it's rough when you know somebody really loves a character, and then you read it, and you're like, "Do you it's, it's, like? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you though? Right." Uh, and so for me, there are characters that I love that I just don't know if I'm the person to write them. Um, yeah. Let me see here. Looking at the looking at the Marvel ones. <laughs> yeah. There's a really, new mutants is a blind spot for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Mutants is a huge blind spot I've talked to friends about this so, like you should read it X-Men is a weird one so X-Men is a book I, I never want to write like yeah. I, I have no interest in writing the X-Men other than we've talked about before Wolverine or Deadpool but it's like outside of that I just my brain doesn't go I that can't. direction no uh, and New Mutants I think would be interesting because I really love Generation X but here's the thing so I'm a Generation X person there you go you know so I started reading New Mutants when Cable showed up so oh, it's like yeah. You know, so if you're, like, a hardcore news person, I might be your worst nightmare. You might exactly. Like, no. Right? Shatter Star is going to have an arc. It's going to be big. Like, you know, it's not going to be X-Force. Like, Because no. I was really into X-Force. You know, I was in, like, that whole time period is, and that's probably my age, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, FF again. Yeah, I have a, a lot of thoughts. And I actually like what Ryan North is doing right now. Yeah. Um, I like the the done-on-one kind of things, and he's also building a bigger story. Mm-hmm. I'm a little behind, though. I'm behind by, like, maybe two or three months. Maybe a yeah, month. Definitely. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Heroes for Hire would be interesting, and She-Hulk. She-Hulk's also kind of a blind spot for me. I've read mm-hmm. some She-Hulk uh, stuff, and I've read more the more recent, but, like, the John Byrne era was one that I never really got into, and I think that's one of the ones people really look at as being, like, the best. Yeah. For sure. uh, Heroes for Hire is a book I tried to write. I tried to pitch Heroes for Hire a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, and part of it is because I do, like... And I think it's what's funny, if I ever went over there, I probably would do way more. And Fantastic Four would be, like, the outlier. Right. But it's, like, street level. And I actually have something, you know, outside of Superman. Once I did Dark Crisis, I was, like... All bets are off. You can... Yeah. Well, no, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing any more cosmic stuff. Oh, no more. No more cosmic stuff. It. I did yeah. it. Uh, having Green Arrow run around time and space, I was, like, all right, cool. We did it. Now i right. <laughs> Back, um, in the, back in the streets. I do kind of want to do a few more uh, grounded stories for a while. Who knows? Like, It's funny. Like, Silver Surfer is a character I've always been drawn to, mm-hmm. and I find really fascinating. I just don't know. It's weird. I'm drawn to that character, but I don't have it in here. You know, when, when Donnie and Trad did Silver Surfer Black, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I actually got that toy because I really like that book a lot. I have the – it's over here somewhere. I have that giant oh, nice version of it they did me too really yeah
0: it. no i had the same reaction i don't i i don't i never loved silver surfer but i never really had an issue with him it was just kind of like i was like ah this is the stand book where he gets we he waxes poetic okay and then going back yeah, and reading it i'm like oh i kind of like i we, we just actually we covered um the one where uh, it was uh essentially all drawn it was written by john buscema but it was all drawn by drawn by him as well and then Stan yep. came in and it filled in, you know, it was Marvel mm-hmm. style. Yeah. And yeah, okay. uh and it's just like it's really interesting and you could feel this kind of like I don't know. I, I, I like it,
1: but he's a little too impenetrable. You know, like I He's I I really liked it in that kind of in the in the post the post if any gauntlet like if any watch, if any crusade with Levron uh, Lamb and stuff. I was really into that era. I think that was the moment and i definitely I loved Annihilation. Like, Annihilation is just an underrated, amazing event. Mm -hmm. Like, every issue of it, uh, I was just, I was, that's an event that I was so into. Yeah. Um, And I've actually reread it a few times, and I'm like, oh, man, this one works really well. All these character pieces work really well. Yep. Um, So that's another moment in, like, the Silver Surfer kind of era that I, I did like, but... Silver Surfer is interesting. I don't know. There's something about him that I'm like always drawn to, but I just don't. I don't have it in my head. Um, oh. Let's see here. Oh, there's somebody asking about Sam Alexander and Nova. That's what. It's funny how I was like, ah, I'm not gonna do any cosmic stuff. However, mm. however, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy is even. You know, like I said, uh, even before Annihilation, that was a, a group of characters I was really interested in. Partially because of what ifs. There were like what mm. ifs about them that yes. I always found interesting. And so once we got into the the Annihilation era and we had the Abnett and Lanning versions, you know, the what eventually becomes like, I guess you movie. call the James Gunn versions now, like right. what we kind of have now when Bennis was doing it. Yep. That is a book I always, I always gravitate toward and I always really like those characters. I did a what if with Guardians of the Galaxy that I wrote the week after the first movie came out. Hmm. Like I literally had the job and I was like, On the deadline, I'm like, well, I'm going to go write it. So when he reads that, those are the voices in my head. Like, at that point, I was like, okay, this is it. But the reason why I bring that up is because it's like, I guess that part of the cosmic stuff I guess I am interested in, or it comes to Guardians of Galaxy, Nova, Silver Surfer. But this would be the challenge for me, right? And knowing myself is for me as a writer, the first trick would be to go back and reread Annihilation, read both of it, read War Kings, like everything, right? Read it all and then go, okay, now I'm not doing any of that. Right. (laughs) Like,
0: Yeah. Now you've got that. You know exactly what happens in that. So you can push that out of your mind. So you don't end up like kind of paralleling it or, or doing any of that. There's a, uh,
1: David Glover, um, has this awesome, um, comedy special. It's called Weirdo. And it is hilarious. It's, it's really, really funny there's a part in it where he talks about how he did like a 30-minute, I forget, cause I think the I think the Weirdo special was for HBO, maybe my Comedy Central, but he did like a 30-minute version of it earlier. And so I'm getting this wrong. I'll, I'll say it was HBO. So HBO was like, we really want you to do five minutes chill time. They're like, we want you to do a hour-long basically so they so he went up on stage in a 30-minute set. After he comes down, HBO is like we love you. We want you to do an hour for HBO. And he's like, great. And they're like, but you can't do any of that shit. You just did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. You can't do any of that. You got to do something ho- totally different. That was too okay. Much. That was, you went over the top on that one. And the way he tells that story is so funny. And that's how I feel sometimes about this stuff where I'm like, yeah, there's a part of me that is like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to read all the best stuff. And then basically like go, but I can't do any of that. <laughs> I <Like, just laughs> hand away from it. Yeah. You know, every time I reach for a nihilist, be like, no. Nope. <laughs> like, yep. yep. the. Oh, cool. The next question literally is like they would. I think I would crush it on Guardians of the Galaxy or a Man Thing book. Hey, there we go. You know who really wants to do Man Thing is Steve Orlando. I think he did, really. Right? I think he, he did. Yeah. To... He had to, have, right? Uh, New Warriors is one. So I'm going to talk about New Warriors for a moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Deadpool Exiles would be really fun. I think Exiles is tough because I just the multiverse stuff. I think is so well. You've done been so much. You've been up to your neck in it
0: for yeah so long
1: deadpool i love but i love how this comment is about new warriors so when i was in what was it, middle school i created a new warriors um uh, game like i basically was like i want to make a new warriors video game and i all these notes out about what the levels would be and how it basically because when you go back and you look at like the maximum carnage video game how it essentially was the comic and i kind yeah. of called the story loosely you know yep Yep. I was like, you do a game that's basically that, but you do from issues I think I had it from like issues 125. Okay. And so I literally broke it down. So yes, New Warriors is something that's on my mind. Whatever, I ever do New Warriors? I don't know. Um It's tough. I was I was talking about this with Rosenberg a couple weeks ago because Hasbro announced they were doing a justice toy. Oh and I was like, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get that. <laughs> and they they also I was like you know what they should do a, what they should have done was they should have done a six pack yeah they just had all the new warriors in it like I would I would buy that that's yeah. the thing that's how you get me
0: I think you can because I mean Firestar is a figure you can put her on there um, I think there's a, a Firestar character. toy right
1: over here so. there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's a that's a interesting grouping but you know again yeah like it's funny we're we're talking a lot of team books yeah Uh, yeah and teams are the hardest thing oh right here this person was like silver surfer yeah there we go um team books are tough dude they're so hard and i feel like i'm definitely out of the team book but so here's the here's the trick about team books every book is technically a team book right every book is because you have supporting characters exactly happy like come in and out you have villains every book has a big cast Here's the real challenge with team books, particularly like Justice League. Is mm-hmm. that not only do you have a team book, you have characters who have their own books and, in some instances, multiple books. Yes. You know? Um, See, that's
0: funny. I, I thought you were going to go more intimate with it. I thought you were going to say that the fight scenes are the toughest because I'm
1: imagining. Well, fight scenes are hard.
0: Right? Like where you're like, okay, so Flash is going to run over and punch him and Batman
1: will throw a batarang, and Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's trying no, to wrangle yeah, the all that. I, I make a list. So, Dude, like I make a list when I'm doing these books of who the characters are in each issue and I literally mark down like what they're doing. Just yeah, to be like, you gotta keep track of everybody. Yeah. When I was doing Justice League versus Suicide Squad, that book was a beast because there's one page that has like I think it's three different teams on yeah. the on the page. <laughs> yeah. And I mean doing dude, doing uh Dark Crisis is really hard because you know there's most of those pages have like fifty characters on them, And you're like, yep. everybody has to be doing something. Yep, yep. You can't just, you know, I'm mean, You can't just be it, looking. <laughs> yeah, you can't just be standing there. Uh, one of the better things, if you can, man, let me tell you, if you work with an artist who knows DC, it is a blessing, sure, because they were, they will, they can fill in the blanks in some way. So, like Daniel knew DC really well, but he had already he knew the events really well. So for him, it was like he knew what the books needed to be. And then you get to, like, Jamal. Jamal knows DC, he knows Superman, he knows, like, the mythology, he, he gets it, so it makes your life so much easier. Sure. Um, let me see here. This person said, I love me some 90s X-Men, Spider-Man, Iron Man, me too. Yep. Uh, Josh should write Iron Man, Captain America, or Fantastic Four, but my, but my favorite would be Moon Knight. That's interesting. Oh. Moon Knight is not necessarily a blind spot because I've actually read a lot of it um it's easy it's it, yeah there isn't a lot there isn't a lot so i've, yeah. I've done some i've done some rereads on Moon Knight. Knight would be interesting um it's funny yeah iron man i have a lot of thoughts on pastor Court. captain america is again like i think of what brubaker did which also by the way whenever you think that brubaker's run started 20 years ago your brain will melt yeah and it's like <laughs> what well,
0: he just changed but they just changed the industry oh no you're like oh no <laughs>
1: we're old now yeah <laughs> it was it's next year it's next yeah. year but when you start putting together that jason todd and bucky have been back for 20 years oh <laughs> I, I, I i we were having this conversation on the show where i was
0: like uh i was like damien will be 20 dude i saw that i saw you two. guys talking about this <laughs> you know it's just i know uh, yes and i know you you know you're you wrote the damien series I wrote a lot and what damien, damien. you make about
1: damien being oh dude the point you make about Damien being in the movie, it's over. He's it's gonna over. be the only Robin. Like he's it's... the only Robin. Yeah. Once he's in the movie, yeah. like if that he's... movie lands and it's good and people are like, We love the son of Batman, his name is Damien Wayne, and that's who Robin is. Yeah. So long Dude, I remember but yeah, I told this story him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I told this story to somebody recently where when I was working at the comic book store, there was this guy that would come in and he would come in every like I was every month, almost every week, but every month. And he would only buy Green Lantern merchandise. So he's like, oh, there's a new Green Lantern wallet? Boop. Like he would buy, because the, the comic shop I worked at in that time period, we had a lot of like the stuff. It yes. wasn't just comics. We had a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, He would come in. That's where I got this this power battery from actually. The same, the oh, that's same awesome. Store. Uh, so he came in and he was like, I'm going to buy, he bought, oh, this Green Lantern shirt? Mine. Green Lantern jersey? Mine. You know, he was always in the Green Lantern stuff. Okay. So what I asked him, I was like, you read the comics? And he was like, no, I've never read a comic <laughs> before in my life. Oh my God. And I was like, all right, let's do this. You're here all the time. You're like, let's do this. You know? Yeah. And so I took him over, I showed him the Green Line section. So I slipped through it. First thing he's like, what are the numbers about? And I was like, Oh, that's the order you read them in. This is the order right. they came out in, which also was like, oh, when you start getting into like how confusing oh, sure. stuff is, you're like, Oh yeah, comics can be confusing um even the television shows have numbers and stuff but i think there's just something you know books so of chapters like, oh. yeah yeah there's chapters yeah. and it gets weird when you got volumes once you're getting volumes in you're just like oh man yeah uh it, it gets tough it gets tough um yeah. and so uh i was like oh well that's the num- that's the order you read them in. and so i'm showing him green lantern and he's going through and then i remember he stops looks at me and he just goes so why is he white and I was like, "Oh, well, let's hold Jordan." And he was like, "Green Lantern's John Stewart." And I was like, "Oh, your fan comes from the cartoon." Okay, I was, all right, all right. Let's let's go around. Now we can most, pivot. Yeah, we can. Yeah, let's go get Let's get some stuff over here. We got some stuff. But in that moment, it makes you recognize that, like, sometimes those things, once they're in the cartoons, all that stuff. I mean, I definitely have had conversations with people about this, where they come in with the continuity stuff, yeah. And you start realizing when they start talking about some of the continuity. This happened a lot at the comic book store I worked at in high school, where people would come to me with, like, X-Men continuity. So, like I said, I, I don't – X-Men's always, like, kind of a, a weird one for me in terms of I'd ever want to write the X-Men. But I, I read the X-Men pretty religiously for, like, a very long time. Yeah. I, I would say from at least, like, the late 80s up until, God, I don't even know, like, the late 2000s. Makes sense. And then I stopped and then I intermittent picked things up. And then, you know, I read Hawks uh, Pox. But, Yes. You know, people would come in and they'd be like, they would start talking about X Men continuity, and I'm like,
0: oh, you're talking about the cartoon,
1: right? You're only okay. to... Refer- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so you so know, Wolverine I was, was not D- at Man. the Phoenix Saga. Like, oh, dude, yeah. Let me tell you, the, the Phoenix Saga is always one of the more fascinating things. I remember people would come into the comic store and they'd be like, I hate these X Men movies. They should have done the Phoenix Saga, and I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, dude, how do how do you start with the Phoenix Saga? That's a lot to get to that, but you yeah. Know, anyway, um, let me see here, uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I think about the fantasy for a lot. Um, it's one of my... I, I, but the same thing, though, it's the same challenge I would have, is I would yeah. go back and I would read... Uh, well, I'd go read Sam and Jack again, but then I would read Wade and Ringo, and then I would be like, okay, i do any doing that shit now. No, <laughs> like, you can't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Uh, no. I have all kinds of thoughts on on that stuff. But also, the funny thing is, is that you also have to sort of, as a writer, go my idea is genius and then realize it was done 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> you know, you got to touch yeah. You've had that conversation um,
0: with a couple of creators before where they're, they're like, Oh my God, I got this great idea. And it's like, you're like, that happened like literally 15 years ago.
1: That happened to you and I were having breakfast, but it was something I was aware of, but you had mm-hmm. like recently read. And it wasn't yes. necessarily, it was, it was like, you, you know what I'm talking about. It was Yes, I do. Yeah. It was, it com- was complicated. It's, it's not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no, no. Well, you you knew because you right. had recently reread it so you were it was like really prime yeah, i was like wait head. yeah <laughs> um let's see here somebody mentioned the hulk you know i think after al it's tough and then you you know you see what donnie did and then now you have like what philip is doing i i feel like hulk way back in the day hulk was the one for me like mm. hulk was the book i wanted to write but again that's a good example of like you know am i the person for it yeah it's like kind of what i would do but what i would do has been done so it, you have to like find a way to get out of that get out of that headspace um yeah exiles was always really i, I that's a book i can't believe went on for as long as it did and i bought it every month that i know amazing. like these books went over 100 issues i know i couldn't believe it now my
0: friend had like all the volumes and i was like I, I, it was a it was a roommate of mine. He had a he had a whole bunch of exile I'm like, all right, what is this? I start picking it up and reading it. And I'm like, oh, it's 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 Quantum Leap. Yeah, sliders, sliders, man, sliders. Like, okay, <laughs> well, it's it's sliders, but with the with the like omniscient, omnipotent, like invisible hand guiding them. Oh, kind of thing.
1: right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you don't know where they're. Yeah, there's, right, there's
0: like a, so, someone's pushing them somewhere. You know, like there's the the invisible bartender or whatever
1: been a while. So, said up interesting ghost rider? Yeah, ghost riders. I was actually rereading Jason Aaron's Ghost Rider today and it's like this is really good. Why do they want to give you somebody said here they want to get a Tempest Fuguenot figure for you?
0: I think Tempest Fuguenot's a hilariously stupid character and He's um, dead. I know, I know, I know. Okay. You broke
1: my heart with that, but like, well, we what talked he, about. Did. I think Philip did it. Yeah, I think he did. Phillip killed
0: it. Yeah, it was in like a yeah. backup of an Action Comics annual or something like that. Like he dies. Yeah, off, yeah. He off dies panel. In there. But, uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, well, there's a race of Huguenots. It could be, and they're like, no, it's Tempest. It's that one. And I'm like, oh, because here's the thing. Okay, so. Tempest Fugonaut is, you know what? The problem with Tempest Huguenot he insists on upon himself. He insists upon himself. He's this character that shows up out of nowhere. He unapologetically is the Watcher. And yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and then the Tales of the Dark Multiverse come in. And it's not enough. Like, I have, I have a problem with Tales of the Dark Multiverse only in as much as I'm like, well, so you you're, the conceit is that it ends with a bad ending. So, like, you know how it ends before you finish
1: reading it. Yeah, um, that's the the DNA of what Scott established. So the, the funny thing with the Dark Multiverse is, is people think it's like a dark... Oh, man. I know. <laughs> Scott, Scott talked about this, so I'm not talking out of turn, really, but yeah. Scott's basically like the Dark Multiverse is the land of bad ideas. Right. Like, that's realistically what it is. It's, it's the bad ideas that didn't set, and so they, they go there to die. That's yeah. the whole thing. Um, And so, yeah, it's like those all have to kind of... I guess it's weird. You're right. Like, just because it's a bad idea doesn't mean it has to end badly. Uh, yeah, but, like, I know it does, and I know, well, because it's in the Dark Multiverse, because otherwise, wh- why Why is the Crime
0: Syndicate in the main multiverse, but, like, you know, Eradicator Lois Lane is in the Dark Multiverse, you know, like, it's, but in, in any fact, the point about Tempest Huguenot is, it's not enough that Tempest Huguenot is this, like, silly character that shows up and he's overly complicated and he just looks like a mess and he and he's so self-important and he's got you know he's got all these, it's like a hat on a hat you know he's like he's already complicated but then he has like one arm and he's got this control rod and I'm like it's yeah, a lot yeah. of ideas all at once but the conceit of the of the Tales of the Dark Multiverse is almost that there's a narrative where he's like I'm going through the dark multiverse and seeing if I can make champions out of these places. You can grab people from them, yeah so that he can fight the Dark Crisis. Now, here's the thing that kills me about this is because I we knew each other back when you we were working on Dark Crisis, is that I was really hoping that there was going to be a moment oh, because he that, that he and his cadre of characters were going to show up. And I was like, please, just, and I, I don't know if you remember this, but I was like, please do, just one moment where like, just a full page splash where Tempest of Yuganai shows up with like Eradicator Lois and half dead, half zombie Sinestro Core uh sinestro and like uh asriel batman or, or no uh it was like nano bat batman it, it's just a bunch of characters from the tales yeah of and he's like right, i've yeah. got and my champions and then he, the,
1: the whole costume and stuff and then yeah. he just
0: gets freaking annihilated
1: he, gets he, killed. Made, he got killed before dark crisis, i know but he already
0: dark died too. before dark crisis
1: so but you could have yeah, all right. you, you could have given him a black lantern rig or something <laughs> i could have given him a moment you're right you're right listen listen dark crisis I have I have thoughts on how I would do it differently now, but that oh, would oh I the I, wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't no, but it was like man, if I had twelve issues instead of seven, I mean that's really what would that's really what I've I've looked back at now and recognized was the the biggest challenge that I had. Totally. Um, somebody here said they spoke to me last year, and they would love for me to do it an, uh, an Inhumans book. Um, he said that I still think that Jenkins and Lee is the best Inhumans book, and I still feel that way.
0: I think everybody feels
1: that way. Yeah, I think everybody. I, I think Black Bolt that Saladin did with Christian is really that was good. good. Um, I like how and somebody I... was they, again. They're like Richard Nov, Rich, Richard Ryan Nova. Yes. Yeah. Um, Shang Chi or Daredevil, Fantastic Four, maybe even a, a new Defenders book. Defenders is always tough. They always feel like they're not even. I'm, I'm gonna offend somebody. I know I'm gonna offend somebody, but the Defenders is such an interesting concept to me because, you know. It always felt like the other team, yeah. And they're not even West Coast Avengers. They're like, there's just this weird. Yeah, I remember when it was Secret Defenders, and I actually liked that because it was like, oh, it's a secret. Now I get it, you yeah. know. Um, and Doctor well, Strange it, and stuff, but it's just there's I, a I period don't know, where Doctor the Defenders is.
0: were a secret. Like they were like, don't tell anybody about us. Like there's yeah. the the Avengers Defenders War ends with Doctor Strange making everyone forget that they're Defenders. Yeah. So it's like. But I'm like, but but to what end? Like, who gives a crap if Doctor Strange is moonlighting with the Silver Surfer? Like, nobody cares.
1: Well, that's why it's weird, too. Yeah, it's like, but then why aren't you just all Avengers, and you're like Avengers Dark or something, I guess, (laughs) or Avengers Black Ops team? You know, it's funny, because if you go back and you look at uh, Stormwatch, when Warren Ellis took over Stormwatch, and he basically broke the team up into three groups. Yeah. And I I really believe that it's funny. People talk about authority being, like, really influential on comics post-authority. Yeah. Um. It all starts with Stormwatch, and you mm-hmm. can see it in the fact that he broke the three the teams up into groups. Yep. If you go back and look at what Bendis was doing, he essentially did the same thing. Yeah. Um. And clearly Bendis liked more and all of his Wise and Powers and and you know. Yeah. Um. Somebody else. But so here's my question: the defenders. Who are the defenders to you? Like that'd be my question. Oh. Are you talking about like the, the, the Netflix. About, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, what is it? Is it? Is I like hate
0: Luke the fact that and, for me the Netflix defenders are just the new Avengers. That dude... Like, so, so no, like defenders are just va- it's Valkyrie, it's Namor,
1: it's Silver Surfer, yeah. it's Hulk and uh, and and Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. that's for me yeah. the defenders. Like, yeah, me too. And I, I think that's the thing about. Yeah, I never thought about that way that that should have just been called New Avengers. That right? they couldn't obviously, but that is what that group is. Well, that's no, when so Bendis
0: took over, it was like that. Just call it New Avengers, man. You would have sold. You would have doubled your sales a lot, like immediately.
1: I don't know what happened with that. That's really I never thought about that before. Wow, you really nailed that. I had never thought about all of that. That that is really interesting. Uh heroes for hire, I think. People there, there's a couple of heroes for hire here. Um Yeah. Uh yeah, this Charles Vest Spider-Man. Somebody had that. They had oh they've got it now. Yeah, that that Charles Vest Spider-Man poster where he's chasing hobgoblins that's so great. Thing. Yeah. Um let's see here. Uh, yeah, I, I, minors, I think about amazing kind of like Spider-Man that. probably too much. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm just going through this Quicksilver. Uh listen, X Factor 87 is one of my favorite comics ever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the issue I feel like. They were like, oh, this is who Quicksilver is, where he talks about being annoyed waiting in line and stuff. Yeah, and he's like, imagine being in an
0: ATM. That's Peter that's Peter David, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad people brought up Deadpool, um, spider Man 2099. Um Oh, that's right. Yeah, this person don't overstay the tenure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's the thing about... We had this conversation last time. Like, the thing about Spider-Man is that you... Anytime you approach Spider-Man with anything, it's like, Dan Slott did it. Yeah. Dan yeah. slot did it. Like, you have to... You have to approach it from that, where it's like, yeah, Dan Slott did it. That's it's yeah. such a hard... Um, I'm trying to find the other thing you told me about. Is that community? Community. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Let's see here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough.
0: Yeah, here, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll so, drop it in the
1: private chat. You can just click it there. I don't think I can see it on here because of the... Uh, oh, yeah, um, the freaking thing. problems we were having earlier this morning yeah. with, our, with the internets. Right, right, right.
0: Well, I, I could share it. I mean, the top one with 28 likes is Fantastic Four. It just says simply Fantastic That's so Four.
1: funny because that was your pick, and I did not expect that. I know. Um, um, I saw
0: one, uh, again, Fear of Fire. There's one I think you're going to like. It says War Machine. I think he could bring duality to the character
1: that for decades has been decidedly one note i think that if you do I, I, this is the thing i think if you do war mission you're just doing iron man and, and this is my <laughs> you know it's funny the thing that, Hick, that hickman built with Hawkspox, i think yeah. where you i i think him coming in and basically really saying this is my corner don't touch it right like this right. is my corner don't touch it um needs to happen more often like i i do think there should be a creator for each group that is like this is mine so if you're writing batman this is mine you know, Ryan, if you're reading, Ryan. if you're writing Stupid, this is mine. And I think we need to have more of that. And it's the same way. And, I, and we don't really have that. And I think Marvel, I don't know. Cause I, I, it's funny. I have, I have like, not spoken to anybody at Marvel in a long time. And I barely know those creators. Like, I know yeah. them in passing. You know, like, I know them in passing. And, like, you know, Jerry's been doing Iron Man lately. And I, I really, um, I only read the first couple issues. I really liked it. I got to catch up on it. But it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have that many connections with the people over there, so I actually don't kind of know how it is. Yeah, um, like I don't know if Jed McKay is like Avengers is mine, right? right? I don't know, you know. And it's the same way with Spider Man. I don't know if Sam Wells is like this is mine. I think it is. And You work with your editor, you know. He's yeah, working with with the editors and right, you know. But I, I do think we need more of that. And so there's the reason why I say this is that if I were to ever come in and do something like you're saying War Machine, it's like, well, then that's you, just Iron Man. Like you that's just say I, all family. of it, right? Yeah, and I think the fact that he was doing two books that were parallel to each other i always love that kind of math and that's even what we're doing with gi joe yeah um where it's like you have duke and you have Cobra commander and their parallel stories are happening at the same time and they have interactive stuff but you can read them independently I don't think you could read Hawks and Pox independently. Like, I don't, I don't think you can just say I'm reading one. You have to read both, right? You, you have to read both. No, they they complement each other. You need them both. That's that's why
0: actually it's funny not to self promote, but we did um, yeah. when we did our episode of Back Issues. My wife was like, "I'm, you know what? I'm gonna, I love Hickman. I'm jumping into X Men for the first time. Like, I'm gonna read X Men month to month." Now yeah. she's an X Men fan. Like, she loves. She reads it all, and uh, yeah. she's been reading it since Hawks and Pox. And so when we read Hawks and Pox, um, I was like, "Man, I can't, I can't stand this future shit." And she was like, really? Pox, I think, is amazing. So we did. There's some really,
1: dude, the future stuff, there is some, especially once you get in the actual book, yeah. when he was writing the actual book, there is some really amazing emotional storytelling in that that is just oh. like heart-wrenching yeah. stuff in there. But anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah, but uh, but when we did it, I was like, well, let's host the show together and we'll do two hosts that are one, the two series that are one. So like I did the Hawks part and she did the Pox part. So like when, when like oh, Hawks man. would wrap up, she'd take over and I was like, this is kismet. What a genius way to way to approach the show. Not to pat myself on the back, but like no, it allowed totally us pat what, yourself you know, on the back all you want. It allowed <laughs> us to intertwine like those two books. uh And yeah, it was tough. You cannot read those independent. Like you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to read Pox and that's it. Like you need to know what they're talking about over here.
1: um Yeah, I I have that hardcover, and I really you know I fell off because there were so many books. I mean, I was reading all of it. Yeah, in the beginning, I was read all of it in the Same. beginning. Yeah, and I I fell off it, and um. I fell off of it, and uh, I read Inferno, and then I really oh. liked Inferno. Oh, yeah? Like, I really liked Inferno. Well, you don't like Inferno? Oh, we got to talk about no, this. No. Yeah, well, yeah. So uh, let's, yeah <laughs> let's just say, yeah, like, let's not say anything about it. Let's just say. Yeah, yeah okay, all right, right. I, I, I uh, liked Inferno. I'm oh, glad you liked I it, yeah. Series. It looks good. Here. A lot of Spider-Man. Thunderbolts, too. I love Thunderbolts. I feel like it's one of the best surprises ever in comics. I stuck yeah. with that book. I actually started rereading it recently, but it's funny, like, Thunderbolts and, and New Mutants are very similar. I mean, obviously it's Bagley, but you know, it's, you know, you have a very similar crave teams, a very similar yeah. vibe to it. Um, yeah. I will say there's a great, th- this may explain the fantastic four thing.
0: <laughs> Somebody says this Wolverine in fantastic four, because he has a talent for families. i think it's because of your flash writing like i think people are like oh he handles a family really well and it's like fantastic four you could because i mean yeah if you're writing flash you're not writing about barry you're writing about
1: barry wally max jay this is the so i recently wrote something about the flash i can't say what it was for but i recently wrote something about the flash and um uh there i had like write a thousand words in the flash and i kept pushing it back and it got to a point where they called me and like, we need this, like we need it this like week. yesterday, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I was sitting there and I was trying to figure out how do I write something about the flash that is true to myself? That is, you know, that I am I am telling something about myself, right? Which I always think that writing is a form of therapy. So it's like, what are you actually trying to say? What do, what, what do I want to say here? Totally. And I wrote basically that where I was like, the Flash is always about the family, and the hardest thing about that book when I came onto it was, was that that family didn't exist. Yeah, and so I spent hundred issues getting those characters back. <laughs> uh, that that was it. It was a constant fight. Yeah, you know, of like, oh, and they gave me the first piece. They were like, here's Wally, but then I wasn't allowed to use Wally for almost a year. Yeah, so it was like, I mean yeah like it's it's it was it was tough at times but i got to have wally for a few sippets. but then once you get around to like from basically from like issue 39 to 50 he was a supporting character in the book and i feel like it's one of the better time periods of that book was because i was able to do more but wallace was kind of off limits because he was in titans you wow. know and so our team titans excuse me um and then wally was in titans and so but a lot of those pieces were gone the family piece especially about, you know five years getting all those pieces back and so by the yeah. time he gets to the end it's like basically everybody's here wally obviously was doing what he was doing but that's why i always say like the, the technically the last issue of my flash run isn't 101 it's it's speed metal right because it has that ending where they're all for the most part they're all together uh-huh and then wally basically barry is like it's your turn to run and then wally runs ahead and he's like damn right And that was the beginning of Wally being the Flash again. Yes. Um, Because that was the whole thing for me. It was like those two things. It was like Wally becomes the Flash again by the ending and the family is back. And that's what was like my constant struggle across that book. Um, But what I realized in that time period was that not only was I giving the Flash back his family, I was building a family. Like I had gotten in the time period of me on that book, like I got got married, I bought a house and I had two kids. So it's like really was building a family. The, the, there's a picture of me holding my daughter the day she's born, and I'm wearing a flash shirt. <laughs> and I feel like it was just this this connective thing between those two things. But I, I think about this a lot, about DC is comprised of these families. And Marvel, for a long time, you could kind of argue wasn't. I mean, X-Men yeah. is a family. I, I think that's a family, but yeah. it was like Fantastic Four was the family. I that's think it. that's changed now yeah in some ways because of the characters that have been added the sidekicks the children yep you know yep. legacies um, well and, and avengers being just a household
0: brand now the avengers are like we're a family too and they were it's funny you go back and you look at like the older stuff like they are like we're a family but it's like more like a corporate family that tells you they're a family but only to get you to work harder you know like <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's really funny uh somebody put they said fantasy for a hulk but please stay at dc um gonna look after that that bloodlines too no <laughs> i know bloodlines too that's when you know that's gonna be the end of it Dude. that's it right there uh ghost rider or blade blade would be a blast right? right yeah uh you know what's funny is is that like so if you go back to like the early 2000s when i was trying to break in i was pitched for all kinds of stuff and i oh, didn't sure. pitch for blade i pitched for union jack infant... stuff with yeah, vampires that may have been for you okay what's that I said, that might have been tougher for you to sell. Uh, no, it uh, was never going to happen. Uh, but I was, you know, there was like a Ben Rab, like uh, John Cassidy three-part uh, oh. Jack series that is amazing. It's yeah. really, it's it's just a good comic book. Of course, John Cassidy draws it. Like, it is just, it is a good three issues of a comic book. Yeah. But there's, there's vampires. And it's funny because I was <laughs> like, oh, man, there's a whole vampire thing going on at Marvel. We should do something about that. And then that became like a whole thing for a window where it was yeah. like, it was happening in the ultimate universe and happening in the Avengers at the same yes. time. Or the X Men two It was like suddenly there were vampires everywhere, and I was like, I was like, I I kind of had this ten years ago, but uh, not really. Um, yeah, and now there is one. Now we're getting another one.
0: It's uh, I know I saw that. I, I what was it? Is it Blood Hunt? It's called Blood Hunt. Yeah, I think yeah, it's Blood yeah, Hunt. Yeah. It's got blood in the name. It's almost Bloodlines, but oh. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Captain America: Guardians of the Galaxy, Venom. I saw Venom, Venom in there. Is- I was like. Venom is interesting. Venom yeah. is interesting. I I feel like after Donnie and after Al, I don't even know where I would begin. No. Like, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, I appreciate somebody saying they thought I would do a good job on the Hulk. And there's a lot of Spider-Man love in here, which... Oh, Hawkeye is yeah. interesting. Hawkeye's is the same thing, where it's a character... So Hawkeye is interesting to me. How would I put this? This might upset somebody. Hmm. I really like Hawkeye, and I like him in the Avengers. And I remember being super bummed when he died. Yeah, uh, during Avengers Assembled. I like Fraction stuff. Yep. Um, I like Rosenberg's. I don't think it's a character I'd ever want to write.
0: No, I yeah, I don't blame you. And I write Green Arrow, uh, so I feel yeah, like I right. kind of hit the. the yeah, but it's fix. like, but that's actually it's better.
1: Totally I think that's better because it
0: it's it shows that you do differ It's it's it wouldn't just be Purple Arrow. It would be like yeah, you know, they're 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 very different people. Although uh, I think Kurt Busiek would disagree, given how they're portrayed in Avengers JLA, which is a fantastic little like bit oh. of business throughout where they're just like. I'm a better archer than you. And they're like, no. And like, they just
1: keep, they they keep like trying to
0: outdoing each other. And I'm like, that's great. And then of course there's a great moment. This is just talking about other books, but like, uh, there's that moment where like the the worlds get merged and they're like, or not merged, but like, I guess it's the, the implication by like issue three is that like only Superman and cap remember, but they're, they're like, I guess the barrier between the universes is so weak that like the new continuity is that they constantly cross over. And so they're like, oh no. Um, Clint moved to the DC universe and now he's with Dinah. Oh
1: my God. You, um, do you follow Tom Brevoort's like newsletter?
0: I, am, I should, I read it periodically and I remember it's there because I, because it's a font
1: of information. It is. Yeah, just I like, read it every Sunday. Cause he posts it on to. Sunday. You should yeah. read it. He, I think in the last one, he talked about, uh, JLA Avengers. Mm. And he talked about issue three. Oh my and God. how They had a really tight outline. And then issue three was when it, it fell apart. Like he, mm. I felt part of the harsh word there basically was like, that was when there was a, a argument about what they were doing or they ran out of room. Yeah. And I think once they ran out of room, there was some kind of problem and then that led to other problems. I, I think if you read it, he, he goes into it. There's and a, that, that, yeah. He says, and I actually need to read this. I have the, um, it's actually behind the me. hardcover. Yeah, I have it. Ugh. And I need to he says in the newsletter that they actually talk about it openly inside the the second part of the hardcover where it's the scripts.
0: Oh cool. Uh so I the hardcover that, that could... uh oh, the hardcover that's out of print that's like thousands of dollars. The one that you can't. Yeah, buy. I have it somewhere behind me. Yeah. Where is that thing?
1: <clears throat> I have it. It's all white. Where is
0: that? Yeah, place? it's all white. It's gorgeous. I should have bought it. I can't believe oh, it's right <sighs> Yeah,
1: yeah. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one is
0: by the way, uh, for the record, that's a DC book. DC could publish it anytime they want.
1: No comment? Uh, <laughs> but...
0: Like, f- up until about two years ago, it was up for sale on DC's official website. What? It was marked as sold out, but you could buy it for $75. Well, you can't buy it if it's sold out. No, but yeah, but it was there. Yeah. Like, it, it was listed oh, yeah, for 75 listed. Yeah, somebody listed. woke
1: up and was like, wait, what?
0: oh wait a minute well you know what happened probably somebody went uh order and they were like oh i gotta print somebody, uh, that
1: oh no, yeah they got an order and they're like wait what's going on what? uh, i, I love how somebody put rom a space knight i saw that i was like yeah Dude, rom is a blind spot for me yeah same i have no I have idea few, i mean there's stuff
0: what's that i have no idea what even is a space night I, I just i <laughs> honestly for me i like i remember when Benis kept putting space nights in there he's just teasing rom and i'm like uh, this is lost on me, my friend. Is this like an action figure? What what's happening? And then I looked up the Rom toy and I'm like, how could anyone care? <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. I have people who are
1: really, really like they're really like really love that. They're character. crazy for Rom and I'm like, Good for you, man. Yeah. I I you know, it's I mean, I read I read a lot of comic books. I've read yeah, I read I did not read comics. Rom. Yeah, Rom was one I, I missed and it's kinda of like how Valiant, like the original Valiant stuff I never read. Um, I tried. I was well, I was a, I was a, um, an image. If I was outside of Marvel and DC, it was image. And then oh, later yeah. I started reading dark horse legend stuff, like reading, you know, mostly Hellboy. Uh, but I think I read ghosts and I read a little bit of acts later on. I read that for work. Oh yeah. Like, well,
0: you know, anything the wizard told me to read, I was like, well, I'll pick up, I'll pick up lady rawhide. Yeah. Dude. I miss <laughs> lady rawhide. That's really <laughs> funny. That book was super popular though in that moment. Dude. Um, not, uh just, just not to toot anyone's horn, but, uh, uh, Murphy got Adam Hughes to come back and draw yeah, a I new saw. Lady Rawhide cover. I was like, that's, that's smart. Good for you. Yeah, man. no, it was, it was good. Um, but yeah, I, uh
1: X, Ghost, all that stuff. I, I, I miss Wizard. That's man. It yeah, I talk about I, 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 yeah, it's this all the time.
0: I feel like there's, I, a, I think there's an opening. I feel like there's not necessarily a magazine, but, but
1: something. I have thoughts on it. And there are people I know who, who worked on wizard and they obviously have a lot of thoughts on it too. Oh, I'm sure they are like uh, never again. Curious, like, where are the rights at now?
0: That that's a thing where I actually like, I actually friended Gabe Shamus on LinkedIn just so I could pitch in the idea of printing just reprint wizards as hardcover volumes.
1: Oh, that's a great idea,
0: right? Just reprint wizard cover to cover. As a hardcover series, like they did, kind of, kind of like what they did with Twisted Toy Fair Theater, where they reprinted all the Twisted Toy Fairs. Yes,
1: dude. Like, but yeah. just, just Wizards, like with the ads, with everything, all just, just you. Oh man, I bet you that's some logistical nightmare, like legally. But just to reprint as like omnibuses. Like this is this that's is. It. Man, how would you do that? Would you do? I guess you'd have to do it like yearly. But do you think you get eighteen volumes? I mean, listen, I would buy it, but I would I mean, buy it in a heartbeat. Are you goes kidding the me? Whole thing. I have, I have. I think what I would kind of wish they would do, because this stuff is available to find online if you knew where to look. Oh, yeah. The thing that I would want to do is take it and just release it online. Just make it available that I can get online and I can read it. Like I'll send you a link. No, l- l- listen, listen. I know. So what I'm saying to you is... <laughs> there's, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I, I feel like... I, I think there is something to it and I wish they would, they would try to fix them up, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I imagine it's some kind of legal nightmare. Well,
0: even just the fact that like, I'm, I remember in a wizard 50, they did like a, a retrospective on all the covers. And there was like one issue that they were like, we can't even show the cover right now because they didn't get approval. It was like, I think it was like a bloodline. I think I know I'm not, oh, my got bloodlines on the vein. Uh I think it was a valiant and Marvel character, like at the same time. And they were like, and someone at Marvel's like, Oh, uh, what the hell are you doing? Like it was, some, I don't remember what the cover was, but it's, uh, yeah was one that was they couldn't even some. do it back then they can't do it now i no, mean no i imagine there's some stuff but you never know
1: people can make deals to did make you money. Hear you know that
0: apparently the the first image cover you know the that amazing todd mcfarlane image of uh spider-man in the wizard robes yeah that was originally just a, a birthday gift
1: to no i knew that them yeah
0: and that they just yeah. used it as the cup i was like <laughs> and todd just being like well
1: okay dude i've i've um i've seen other books do that without naming names i've seen oh no,
0: where they like use art that was given to them and they're
1: like there was a, a commission now. or something and they're like hey i'm using that now yes yeah uh did no, i i know that some publishers you're not allowed to do that but i have seen it happen it, i mean i saw it happen like 20 years ago i, I haven't sure. seen it happen recently okay um let's see here daredevil is cool yeah fantastic four a lot of fantastic four some Hulks yeah. are good Know, any, for me, no I think old.
0: it's a dead heat between it's mostly Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, although there's a couple there's like a, I
1: saw I saw Dark a lot Hawk and I was like mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what true. did you see? Sorry. I saw, I, I, saw, I saw one Dark Hawk. I'm like, okay. Do I saw that too? Dark Hawk is funny because I was love the design of Darkhawk and I read Dark Hawk, but you know who loves Dark Hawk? Loves Dark Hawk is Kyle Higgins. Really? I guess I mean, the massive verse would be like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> wow he, yeah he literally he uh i think he wrote a one shot or something
0: mm.
1: i think he wrote a one shot at one point but yeah do you look at like yeah that dude one thing i love about massiverse is is that you can tell kyle was like these are all the things i love i generally love this stuff like he yeah really really loves power rangers he loves Darkhawk. he loved invincible like he he was like i'm taking all the things i love and i'm smashing them together and it's something i will also love yeah. And and you can tell, I think that's why it's successful. And this actually goes back to the thing about the fan thing yes. where it's like, he was able to be a fan of these things and somehow make it his own. Right. And had success with it. And all of it comes from such a place of love. And you can see that you can see how much it all comes from this, uh, this place of love. And, yeah. and I think that's something where it comes to like the whole even, like, I don't know, Dan, and I never, never talked about it in depth. Um, 'Cause I was always conflicted on it and I've I know this is a thing that like almost everybody falls into at one point is you have that thing that you love and you wanna reference it and you recognize that nobody else cares about it. Or <laughs> yeah or you wanna reference it. I mean, I don't know, it's it's complicated. I think there's a lot of like um uh it's just complicated. I'm trying to find if it was, what was let's see if there's anything else in here that's like uh Yeah, I think you're right. FF is the one. That's really fun. Heroes for Hire is in here. Yeah, Heroes for
0: Hire, Spider-Man. I saw more than a couple of Daredevils, but it's mostly them. I saw one uh, Doctor Doom, which I really liked. I was like, oh, a Doctor Doom series. Yeah, I was just talking
1: about Doctor Doom this morning for reasons I will not say. Oh. (laughs) They're unrelated. Unrelated. I I can say what it is. I mean, listen, listen, listen. I I will tell you this. The moment we get Doctor Doom on the screen, that's all I want. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think we're gonna get it sooner than we were going to, which is also a crime. Who
1: knows? I mean we don't know. I I, I dude every movie I have been like, listen, every movie Put him at the, the end. Show, <laughs> is is Dr. Doom showing up? Yeah. Dude, I don't care what happens
0: next. I'm there. I'm I'm there. Right. I'm I'm in, but put Dr. Doom at the end of your definite movie. Well, uh, should we? I don't know how much you can, you you really should or want to talk about. But they just dropped like a whole bunch of news today about like the MCU and how like read it all, and we're not going to
1: talk about it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, all no, I'll say is like my favorite. I, yeah, it's funny. Like Doctor Doom and Lex Luthor are my two favorite villains in comics. Yeah, and you can see it with Lex Luthor. I, I think you can see how much I'm like i protective of Lex Luthor, and I yeah. put Lex Luthor in stuff yeah. and, right. You know, and they've never in, had a
0: good in, and they've never had a good cinematic portrayal. Uh, Gene Hackman is Gene not Hackman doing Lex Luther. Gene, Gene Hackman is not doing Lex Luthor. I don't know what he's doing. I don't I don't begrudge you know,
1: it. Here's what I will say to you about the, the Gene Hackman thing. Um yeah. and I will I will I will sell somebody else with this one. If you go and you read Robert Venditti's Superman 78. Yes. He has Lex Luthor in it and it is Gene Hackman being Lex Luthor, but it's like Venditti making him Lex Luthor, like even Mm. more so. Okay. so he has like the Gene Hackman voice. He nails it like, dude, Robert. Robert's voice for all those characters is so great, but he he nails those movie voices particularly like they all just are really good. So you should you should check that out if you've not already read it. I read the first
0: couple of issues of the first run.
1: The first and one, yeah, The second off. one hasn't started yet, or it's about to start. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would, I would read that, but you know, he, um, I like Gene Hackman's Lex, but I, I, I like I, it. I see what it's, you're saying. I like it better but than Rose the next was one. Interesting. It was totally different. It was, you know, yeah. it was this tragic Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where it, it's interesting how some people see Lex as just this like maniacal villain, and then some people see him as like, you know, a tragic figure. And I guess I fall on a tragic figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doctor Dream is the same way. You know, um, I think one of the best comics I ever read in the comic book store, like, you know that moment, like, you actually read a, a book in the store, yes. like, you get it off the shelf and you read it right there. Hell yeah. Um, and I was working at the store at the time. Is that issue where Dr. Doom is like, oh, I'm going to, like, forget science, I'm going to do magic. Yeah. And I'm going to go to hell. And I'm going to make a suit of armor out of my mom's flesh. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. One of the best, like, hell yeah moments. I actually, so here's what's funny. I actually, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But there was a plan for Lex. So originally, when I when I first got the job on Superman, I wasn't quite sure what to do with Lex yet. Mm-hmm. And so I had this idea of Lex being missing after Dark Crisis. It was It was an idea I had at one point, and you would find out that he went and learned magic because he was like... Magic can kill Superman. I'm going to go learn magic. Yeah. And the person, the very first person, I think the only person I pitched this to was Mark Wade. Oh. And I remember talking to him on the phone and being like, I'm going to have Lex learn magic and I explain the whole thing. And as I'm explaining, I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't like your issue of Fantastic Four. <laughs> and he was like, yes, exactly. Like my issue is like, oh, you, you've you've caught <laughs> up he with me. Yes. But he had he had a really interesting take on it of like, you know, Lex wouldn't necessarily respect magic. you no. know, like because it's so uncontrolled when he's all about control. It was really interesting talking to him. But then I was like, that's when I later on started thinking about like, oh Lex Corp and he'll give yeah. Lex a Superman and stuff like that, and oh he's in prison and oh he, like I was like, oh he's Hannibal Lecter, okay. I started yeah. piecing those piecing that stuff together after that. But
0: that's still fun. No, it's it's been a fun it's been a fun ride so far, and it's definitely Thanks. like it's going in the right direction. I'm really digging it, uh, and I think people are too. Like I think like overall the positive. I mean it, it's positive voices. Nobody's like, man, I hate what's going on Superman. It's all just like either like. Should I pick up Superman, or I love what's going on in Superman? So I'm like,
1: yeah, great. I hope people pick it up. I mean, we have the trade coming out. I think it comes yeah. out when this video goes out. Like it's the same week. And, oh and great! I hope people pick up that trade. And it's the first six issues. I'm really so well, it's first five plus the annual, which is sort of like five point, you know, one five point five or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm really uh, proud of the stuff we've done in the book. And you know, I think across the whole Superman line, like we've been really trying. You know, as a way yeah. to put it. Like we're really putting a lot of our mind into it. I was, I was thinking about this the other day about how like, it's weird to me that Superman is only monthly because I feel like Superman is, is my full-time job sometimes. Yeah. I, I write Batman Robin and Green Arrow and Duke and, and Cobra commander and, and Duke and Cobra commander are really, really just fun. Like, yeah, fun things to work on. But when I work on Superman, that's the one that I probably spend the longest uh, working on because we really want it. We just want it to be good. And we will be able yeah. to like, it, you know, and, it's it's uh it's an interesting challenge. Um but yeah, Doctor Doom being in the movies is the thing that like I think we're all waiting for. It's just yeah. that moment of him just like how does he show up? When does he show up? Is he show up as Victor? Does he show up as Doom? Right. You know, which of these movies? Every single movie I have been like, just give me something. Yeah. Just give me Say Latvaria once. Yeah, That's say just- Ladvaria. Say like just have a dude making the mask. Give That's me all something. I need. Oh, Ooh, can you imagine? Like, because I had a
0: I had a pitch a long time ago, and it wasn't really a pitch because I didn't have any position. I wasn't in any position. <laughs> but in your yeah, head, yeah, in my head, I was like, you could do an entire phase of Doom, like you could do, yeah. like, a, a, like where it's Doom versus everybody. Like, it's just, it's yeah. like, and then wrap it up with Fantastic Four. Or you open it with Fantastic Four, but Doom because you can see different, like Doom versus, like in a Doctor Strange two or three. Back then, it would been two obviously yeah. triumph and torment where it's like doom is a doom is a protagonist he's the he's like the he's the second lead you know like like loki yeah. is in most of the thor movies uh with uh you know with spider-man he's like the uh, it would be like spider-man versus thanos it's like he's a massive massive powerhouse like what do you yeah. do with that you know but then you know Sp- and then it's like doom could be your iron man like the way that they ended end game where it's like just the clanging of the mask yeah. you could dovetail that stinger where they were like yeah it's the end of the it's like a it's poetic it's the beginning of the mcu it's the end of the mcu and dovetail it right into the the forging of the doom mask like he could be that big especially about who you cast like it could be that big a
1: deal but he's a but he's the
0: effing villain yeah like you
1: could spend some time developing him and exactly like you could build him up as a victor first and show the tragedy and show him get there and sure uh you know because he is you know, it's funny, like, he and Iron Man, him and Tony, they really have a lot in, in common. Like, don't, yeah. but they, you know, there's that ego to them yes. Both, yes. you know? And so it's like, they both think they know better than everybody else. Um, it, it, You could, like you're saying, that'd be great if they were able to build that across. But that's always the one that I'm waiting on. And I'm just like, yeah. wait There was one movie in particular, I can't which one it was now. There's been so many. But there was one that I felt like, oh, it would make sense for him to be at the ending. Damn, it was, was Eternals. It? Oh, uh, I actually haven't seen Eternals. <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't seen Eternals. Uh, right, well, I love I, it. I, I think it's great. I've had so many people tell me I had to watch it, and I just haven't. I just haven't. Yeah, no,
0: um, I, I would never run out and go see Eternals. I got a, I, I, I was, I was able to go see it like early. Uh, and I was like, screw it, let's go. And I, we had a wonderful time. I was like, this is a really yeah, like, I need to
1: see it. I need well to see made. It. Oh, maybe I'll try watching it this weekend. Um, yeah, but I, I think it might have been. It might have been the... Oh, no, I know exactly what movie... Okay, no, I know exactly what movie I thought I, I was going to happen at the ending, and I know why they gave us the ending they gave us, but um, was Black Panther 2? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're establishing their other countries. Yes. Right? We're establishing us other countries. They kind of hint at it. I'm trying to remember this, but like, they kind of hint at it a little bit. Like, they're establishing like, oh, here's you know... Well, here's Atlanta like Atlantis, this, and or whatever they called it. Because <laughs> They, didn't they just had just been that. like... You know, and they they established some of the stuff that was going on because Sokovia. Like, yeah, if they even just said something like, "Oh, well, you know, we have a problem in Latveria," my brain would started melting in the theater. Totally. But if they just been like, "Oh, hey, we have all these problems," and then maybe maybe Namor or something, just 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 have like Doctor Doom be like, "I also have access to this stuff." You know what I mean? Just, just just give me something. That was the one that I was sitting in the theater being like, "This is the time to do it." Yes this is everyone's kind of here it. everyone's here like watching. yeah we're, we're all in that movie you know everyone went to see that movie uh that movie is insanely sad <laughs> so <laughs> that is the most surreal sad like oh this person we all we all love really did die yeah. and so it just takes that movie to a whole other level of sadness that's just yeah. it's just it hits you hard and so us. I was just like, yeah. The whole time I was watching that movie, it was like, okay, I know this is gonna end with him having a, a kid, like yeah. that. This is this is where this is going. I I know mm-hmm. where this is going. So give me that. That's the mid, but right. the very ending. Just give me Doctor Doom. So that would have been the one. But yeah. that's why I was talking about Doctor Doctor Doom this morning. It was mostly just like, when is Doctor Doom gonna show when, when is it gonna show up? Gonna show, up? Gonna show up. The math of all that stuff. Did you and I talk about this? Where I was like, the best Fantastic Four movie is still the Roger Corman one. Yeah. No, yeah, it. it's totally you're like, totally right. Cause it's it's the
0: because it is it, it is it it looks like garbage. But and let me tell you something. Back in the day, like when that movie came out or didn't come out when it was made, right. that would have been. I would have been very excited to see that movie.
1: That was a that was a good like made for TV movie sort of thing. Like if they put that on television, I think people would have been like, okay. I mean, listen, it's it, there was that Captain America movie, there was the Punisher movie, you know. Uh, oh, dude, I let me. I had that Generation X pilot like, you forever about
0: dreams, which is... Uh, so horrible. And also, weird. like, how
1: it was, like, released in UK. Everyone has,
0: like, they're dropping F-bombs and, like, serious hardcore... Oh, stuff are you references. really do that? Oh, my God, oh, yeah. My gosh. That's so funny. Uh, Jubilee says something really messed up, and I was like, what?
1: What version do I have? So, in, um, the comic store, before I worked at the comic store, I would go in, and, you know, you'd, you'd buy your books, whatever, as I was a kid, and I would get Wizard, and so Wizard would talk about the fantasy Four movie and they would talk about how it was never coming out. Right. Yeah. At the comic are working at, they had a big TV behind the counter, Mm -hmm. like a huge television and they would play superhero movies on it. Sure. Of course. And one day I walk in there and they're playing the fantasy Four movie. Oh my God. They're just playing it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like this is forbidden. This is forbidden fruit. Yeah. Like this is, this is treasure we've uncovered. Yeah. And they were like, we have it. We have, we have a cop, we have copies of it. Right, we are bootlegs from the Comic-Con. Yeah. Well, so I was like, can I, can I have one? And they were like, we can't sell it to you. Mm. And my, my, my brain in that moment as a little kid was like, I guess that means I can't have it. Right. <clears throat> but they were like, <laughs> here you go, kid. This little VHS tape and I still have it. And it's just a black VHS tape with a white label with a little four with a circle around it. Oh, that's awesome. And I still have it to this day. And I ran home and I, I popped it awesome. and I watched that whole movie and I was like, <laughs> this little kid version of me was like, this is dope. Yeah. But at the same time, what am I watching? And what's funny is sort of, there's a part of the ending where the human torch stops oh. like a bomb is coming. Yes. And you know this, right? That oh, I've like, seen it. But do, but do you know it's ripped from Max Flesher's Superman? No. It's like a it's like a rotoscope you know a rotoscope they'll like dude so they traced so if you watch the ending there's a sequence where human torch saves New York City yeah and he likes tumble it is his, yes dude it is frame for frame the exact same scene from Max welcher Suitman where Suitman saves the city from a no. laser oh
0: oh my god they're
1: frame for frame dude it's the same that's it's the amazing same I know exactly the the what episode thing. you're talking about dude it's the same thing I even as a kid I was like what? <laughs> and then I was like, I, I I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I still have it. That's, have that's it. sick. It, it's in the garage right now. I should have it up. I should have it in my Marvel section over here. I have all absolutely. Yeah, I, I should put it over here as like a uh uh you know like a Trophy. A trophy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Friggin' yeah. during the pandemic, Disney should have restored it and put it out on the friggin' app. Like that was. It's an all Can ages Fantastic Four movie. Can you believe? Like you, uh, who owns it? Right, you Disney. Listen,
1: <laughs> let me let me say why I think that's the best idea. <laughs> I, I, I you think I it'll hurt the brand? Movie. That would have been so much fun because I'm sure there's a my, my version is probably like the tenth taped version. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, it's my taped version. off of ten different versions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I would like to see a version that is like oh this is actually like the real film transferred yeah. digitally over right it probably wouldn't even be that hard to no. do necessarily i mean you know there's actually
0: I there's a stuff. there's a documentary about it about the make i know of the documentary. yeah it's yeah. not very good but
1: it's still you know no but so here's the challenge with that and this goes back to what you were talking about with the Batman and robin thing hmm. is they've already had people how to put this nuance is sometimes lost so yeah. If you put that out there, there is a fairly good chance there'll be somebody on the internet being like, I just saw the new Fantastic Four movie. And it's so, really bad. Yes. You know what I mean? You have to be yeah. careful with that. Um, That's true. But they do have but, but they have uh, they have both
0: Ewok movies on there.
1: I know. I know. Is, let me ask you this question. I don't I don't know this off the top of my head, and I always forget, is the is the Star Wars Christmas special on there? Only the animated parts. Oh. But they did okay. put out the
0: animated parts, which are like they're still pretty bad, but they're not 20 minutes of Wookiees growling at each other with no subtitles as the opening oh. sequence. Because you see, Fantastic Four, Roger Corman bootleg is the same kind of grail as the Star Wars holiday special for me as a kid. Where it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you mean, yeah. like there's a period of time, ladies and gentlemen, where there wasn't 17 different Star Wars shows going on at the same time. <laughs> I, I was like, there's more Star Wars and someone told me I can't have it. Oh, you know yeah. I mean, like, I got to see it. No, like, no, 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 it's real. Trust me, you don't want to see it.
1: And it, but then once they say that, you're like, but no, I gotta see it. you don't know me. No, but those the reality is, folks, it. you don't. Well, I have I had a bunch of the um the cartoons on yeah. like droids and stuff like, like that. Droids I and Ewoks, yeah, yeah, I had those on tape and stuff. But that is why. And actually, I have to go here in a second. Yeah. Uh, but that's why. When Shadows of the Empire came out, it was like we all lost our damn minds. Yeah, and that's another one, dude. If if that's another one, whenever I watch, I'm behind on. I'm I'm really behind on Star Wars shows. Me I'm too. like a year behind, which means I've missed a lot. Um, the moment they mentioned Dash Rendar, I'm like, I'm here. Let's do yeah. this. what yeah. are are doing? Because I think they I think they wiped him from a continuity, but then in they like do. a book, in a book, they yep. mentioned like the planet and stuff, and I'm like, that, oh yeah. Listen, I, I like crumbs too. I get on, it, <laughs> but come on, like, I, like we need. I, w- sh- I want the cake. Give me a cake. I, I want a shadows. The shadows of the Empire should have been an animated movie in nineteen ninety nine. Like that should have been. bit of a- Yeah, I wish that they had really. That's that's one that I wish they would kind of embrace. But uh, okay, so we have, to, I, have to, I have to wrap up here. Um, so uh, next time Sal and I talk, I'm going to I'm going to ask the the commenters this time because it was really fun talking about the what they thought I should do. About. Yeah, there was nothing. Completely blindsided in there. No, um, you were said you were going to talk about some negative comments. I didn't see any, so I'm there happy There wasn't that- any, so great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm curious, what What do you want me and Sal to talk about? And do you have questions for me uh, about anything we've talked about or anything going on? Let's, let's do that. But what do you yeah. want Sal to talk about? And Sal, I noticed something. Uh, last time, people really enjoyed Sal explaining something to me. If there is something you think Sal should explain to me, let's do it um yeah i know a lot of stuff about comics but you have blind spots and i have blind spots when it comes to certain parts of fandom so um if there's anything that you're like you know that sal loves like (laughs) let us know because if if you're a person that regularly watches sal's show and you know there's something that sal is really passionate about and loves let's get sal to talk about it yeah yeah Sal can explain to me his love for for certain things i want to hear I would love to see that and and furthermore I feel
0: like and well a lot of this show is also you explaining things to me where I'm like what that happened like because yeah. you yeah we that's the great thing about like nerds of our age is that like we all ran in different circles but we have a lot of overlap yeah. so it's yeah. like yeah. you know but the same level of obsessiveness because it was pre-internet so it's like we'll yeah. I have to get every single crumb of anything and it, any magazine any article any anything that like might reference the thing that i'm obsessed with because i'm at that age where i'm obsessed with everything uh i'll eat it up and then remember it forever you know like yeah yeah it's funny but uh but yeah this one we got it we got a hook already it's like josh williamson reads your comments like that's the show oh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one all right we'll see how that goes that'll be funny um but yeah, I think at some point we'll do a video talking about uh, pitching comics. We'll do that at some point. We'll I love we'll that do idea. That. And we can we can talk about that if if people are interested in that. We can literally talk about the process of pitching and yeah. how I've done a lot of, uh, of pitching. And we can talk about the year that I did uh, 10 pitches and they were all rejected. Oh we can my talk about God. that too. That'll be a That's fun devastating. one. Yeah, um, i love We can talk 100%. about books. I can talk about books that I've had that I've I pitched um, that have been rejected that I've tried uh, and failed. <laughs> big <laughs> two added an image we talk about the whole thing yeah. uh, but we can also talk about the
0: ones that have made it through totally uh, folks thanks so much for watching Josh thanks so much for being here and uh, we'll see Always. you guys next month uh, thanks a lot for watching buddy so long